just a warning that during this podcast we do talk about mental health and in particular attempted suicide. Thank you. Hi everyone um, and welcome to the second of our feature length podcast for Walk the Mind. Today's guest is Maxwell Oaks and Max joins us now. How are you doing Max? All right? I'm good mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad thanks mate. Yeah. Um, so just want to start the podcast by um, kind of introducing yourself a little bit if you can, so what you do and, and where you are and stuff like that. Uh, well, so my name is Max, you already covered that one. Um, I am 32 and a PT at the minute in Ashford. Cool. So what do you um, what, what have you kind of done career wise and what's kind of led you to get getting into PT? Um, well, I worked for Sainsbury's for about 14 years, but I was doing, used to play football, obviously, you know, we used to play a lot together. Um, yeah, played football for years and ended up breaking my knee and got into football coaching for the lads, young kids. Um, I broke my knee after that, broke my knee after, and then I didn't want to play football again, really, or be around it, because it was too hard, um, obviously with the bad knee. Um, and I got into training in the gym, basically, just to keep myself ticking over, obviously with my love of sports and anything active, really. And then uh, that just progressed into personal training, done my course, and then got made redundant from Sainsbury's from the restructure change. And then, yeah, come a PT. So did you kind of have a, was it kind of a crossroads that you came to naturally because of the redundancy with Sainsbury's or did you, have you always kind of wanted to do, get into personal training? Um, I've always had, like, I've always wanted to since I started going to the gym and everything because before I started going to the gym, I just played football and I couldn't think of anything worse than going to the gym. Yeah. Um, and obviously moving into that when I broke my knee, well, after the recovery, um, I just found a love for that, really. And then through Sainsbury's, I wanted to get out for a while. And it all just sort of fell into place with being made redundant. Yeah. Um, and me finishing the course at the same sort of time. So I had the money to pay like, my mortgage and stuff whilst I built up my business, basically. Yeah. So it was quite a smooth transition into it then, really. Yeah, I was quite lucky, to be fair. Like I said, it all sort of fell into place at the same sort of time. What's the what's the biggest kind of difference? Because you was in like in management in Sainsbury's. What's the biggest difference with now being kind of your almost to a point? I know I know that you work um, you know in a gym and stuff. But what's your what's the biggest kind of difference for you from going from a management position in a, in kind of retail to now personal training and working with people in a completely different way? Um. I think the biggest shock like, for me was everyone that passes the course learns how to pass the course. It doesn't necessarily teach them how to be that business owner. Do you know what I mean? Like generating the business and all stuff like that it doesn't just come to you. So uh, you just got to chase it all the time. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be relevant. Um, like with social media and stuff's massive for like the fitness industry at the minute. So posting all the time, um, yeah, it wasn't like, I don't know, like no disrespect, but you can you can turn up and some of your days were similar working in like um, like retail, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You knew that this was your structure of your day, whereas you would have structure to your day, but you just know if you're not pushing and earning the money, you're not going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a, complete, sense? It's a completely, it's almost out of a safety or a comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's just self-employed. That's not obviously just the industry I'm in. That's just self-employed. You need to yeah. keep going for it and pushing and stuff. Yeah. So I think having that, that was like the added pressure, I suppose. Do you know Did what I mean? I couldn't that, just turn up and think. Did what? you find that really hard in terms of that? Because obviously working for a company and that kind of guaranteed paycheck at the end of the month and all that sort of stuff, with that constant chasing, um, obviously where you're, you're chasing that kind of paycheck, as it were, aren't you, when you go self-employed, did you struggle with that mm -hmm. or did you kind of embrace it and, and really like thrive on that? What was your, How did you deal with that? Uh, well, like I said, when I first went into being the PT, I had some redundancy money, so that paid my bills. So that almost took that pressure off me because I was having that paycheck, if you like, because I had the money there. But um, there was times when I was earning like really good money, like 
really good money. And then there'll be times when you go through like holiday season where in the summer when everyone's on holiday or through yeah. Christmas and everyone's like, they've got other things to spend their money on. Yeah. Um, what do you say to, you say to people? Because obviously I know there's, at the moment with the pandemic and stuff, there's obviously a lot of people that are going to be out of work now and, and have already had, you know, redundancy and, and, and lost their jobs. So many people in different sectors are losing their jobs. Would you advise like trying to follow something that you are really passionate about or would you say it's what, what would you say on that I'd say that to anybody like regardless of where they are in their job if they're employed if they're relatively happy if you've got a, a passion or something you really want to like work in like industry wise then I would recommend trying to make some inroads into that yeah you know, I mean, every day is a school day. We can always learn, and the more you upskill yourself, and there's stuff like you can work an evening a week outside of your main job in that industry to start building that up and work your way into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's definitely it's something I did as well, isn't it? So I'd say it's definitely something that if you've got a passion outside of, like you say, what you're doing for that paycheck, if if you're lucky enough to be in a job at the moment, but you still want to follow that dream or follow that passion of yours. There's so many resources out there now, aren't there, that you can follow up like outside mm-hmm. the world as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. obviously, Max, people around the world would be kind of listening to this podcast and they would have dealt with the last sort of 12 months, 11, 12 months in, in so many different ways. How have you been? How has it affected you in terms of, the, you know, the pandemic and your kind of mindset and stuff like that? Um. Like we're touching obviously everything that's happened with me like previous, but when we started coming into this lockdown, like when we knew it was coming, like the anxiety and everything of thinking I'm going to be stuck indoors. Um, like, well, I live on my, or I would did live on my own then. So being stuck on my own, do you know what I mean? The thought of that, like the anxieties like through the roof and everything like that. But I think as it's, gone further along I've like built up like little routines for me to do like within the day like I always start my mornings exactly the same all the time now um and I'm in I'm fortunate to be in a much better place but it's something you have to keep working on it's not something that you can do one day and think oh fucking hell I'm better yeah. do you know what I mean I'm, I'm not better but I feel better if that makes sense yeah so if I you, think did you kind of all, we'll always when you when, when the pandemic started and you obviously this, the first lockdown happened last year and it was completely new to everyone obviously as, as a pt you you must have been you must have been at home for a lot of that time were you yeah yeah every day the first lockdown um yeah every day pretty much at home i mean in the uk at least we were lucky the weather was like nice wasn't it so yeah. i made the most of going out on my bike once a day for a lot of bike ride to, do you know what I mean? I was exercising and I was in the garden quite a bit. So that was, that helped a little bit, but I still struggled because I mean, as much as people like their own space and I do, I like having an evening on my own, just sitting indoors and stuff. If someone said, right, you're sitting indoors now, you're like, no, I'm not. Yeah. How can you make me do that? Do you know what I mean? You're almost like the rebel um, like personality trait is then like, no. Nah. Yeah. I'm not having that. That's the thing. When it's forced upon you, um, it's so much different to having like book time off and stuff, isn't it? It's when you know you're yeah. kind of planning to relax and all that. But when it's forced upon you, you you're literally like anti, aren't you? I think it's human nature, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, massively. Have you have you like found routines on a positive note? Have you found routines now that you maybe didn't have before, but you're gonna carry on? Uh, yeah, like I said, the routine I do in the morning now, um, that's that's here to stay. Like that literally, I feel like inside, I feel like I've got a little bit of control. There's a little bit of a fire burning back inside and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think if you, from like my experience and from what I've read and stuff like that, if you set up some morning routines, if that's the only thing you do in the morning, you've set up that routine and that structure you'll subconsciously find yourself filling into some like structure through your day as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without even thinking, right, this is, I'm, once I've done my morning routine of these three things, I'm then going to go and do all of these without, do you know what I mean? Like just do that morning one. And then subconsciously yeah. you're feeling a bit better because you've been up and you've started doing stuff and all the rest of it. 
it just clicks into place a bit easier, I suppose, once you've woken up and had that had that initial routine. What do you do in the mornings? I know like we've spoken about it a little bit, but what do, what do you actually do in the mornings as part of your routine? Um, so it depends. I mean, I teach like, online classes through my gym and stuff. So some mornings I teach early classes. So it depends what time I wake up. But like on average, it's six o'clock, maybe half five, six every morning, regardless of if I've got a class or not. I set my alarm, get myself up. I normally come downstairs, have my coffee. Then I take myself through some like meditation or some breathing exercises and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then like we've spoken about like Wim Hof with like the cold therapy and the breathing exercises and stuff. So I do, I go and have my shower or, and then I just finish off with a cold shower. Like it just increases over time and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just crack on with my day. If, if I've got nothing planned and it's, not very nice weather to take the dog out or whatever, then I can just sit about, do some housework or catch up on my emails or sort out some programs for clients and stuff like that. But that's the mainstay, then things, I'll get them done. And I just, I can't look up then. I honestly feel like a lot better for doing that. Yeah, it's it's like um, a lot of people talk about these small wins don't they and the, the, the small wins that like you say just getting up having that shower doing your breathing exercises if that's what helps mm-hmm. you it's those small wins that that can potentially last the whole day isn't it and more yeah yeah I mean don't get me wrong there's sometimes when my alarm goes off at five in the morning and the last thing I want to do is enroll myself out of bed yeah. do you know what I mean especially when it's been cold and everything and then coming downstairs but it just get it done. they're the days that count the days you don't want to do it that you yeah. get yourself up and do it they're the ones that count because it's quite easy when you wake up at five in the morning and you're like yes like skipping out of bed sliding down the banister because you're ready <laughs> to do it like you know isn't they all good but when you really don't want it they're the days that and it isn't easy don't think like it's easy but it's just about getting in the routines and i think especially where people aren't working or furloughed or stuff like that, it's quite easy to lay into bed or lay in bed, and then you're looking at the time, it's nine, ten o'clock, and you still haven't got up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, just getting up and getting done. And, oh, man, and in the mornings, the peace, you can't buy that peace. There's, like, a, it's pure silence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, yeah, it's like, it's it's like I've, I've always been an early bird myself, and obviously, because I, I do early shifts at work all the time, so I'm up at, my alarm goes off, like, four in the morning, pretty, you know, five days a week, and it's nice just having that peak when you walk outside to the car and you just you sort of sometimes you take it in you think god there's literally no one around it's a nice especially in the yeah. summer months isn't it when the summer spring summer comes around and you get those light mornings and the early sunrises and stuff there's nothing like it with the amount of sunrises yeah you can't yeah the amount of sunrises that me and me and my family did last year like half four five six in the morning and they're just incredible no one else is about you can't beat it yeah yeah, you can't. I mean, me and Kirsty woke up. Well, woke her up yesterday. To be fair, I got up and done all my morning stuff like I normally do. And then I woke and dragged her out of bed, and we went down um, Sandgate Seabrook Way and went for into the sea for a swim and stuff. Just as yeah. it was like sun was coming up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was well, good. You can't beat it, can you? They're nice moments, aren't they? Um, so I just want to. I just want to ask you a couple of questions um, regarding sort of your your own challenges. So. Um, obviously as comfortable as you are to talk about stuff, Max, but what's, what's been kind of the biggest challenge that you've faced in, in the last, in the last year in particular, but then if you're comfortable to do so, talk about further, kind of further beyond that. Um, in the last year, I don't know. I think in the last year, it's probably been the lockdowns and stuff like just before that was obviously when like, I took my overdose and was in, went into like coma and woke up in hospital and all stuff like that. Like, that's probably been the biggest struggle I've had. Well, not that, like the the lead up to that was probably the biggest struggle. And then a little bit after that was hard as well. But like, that's been like my biggest struggle, I think. Um, recently, the last year, it's probably been some of the lockdowns and like, again, I think we're all creatures of habit, aren't we? So when like you can't go to work and you can't do this normal stuff, it's hard. And if you are struggling with like mental health, I don't think um, 
sometimes take it for granted just going into work and going, oh, you all right, Ollie, how you doing? Do you know what I mean? I just see the football, yeah. you chat a little bit and stuff like that, or just, yeah, there's like a massive sense of freedom that's gone in this last year. Do you know what I mean? And that's been like, a bit, that's been a struggle, I think. Yeah, 100%. I've said to... I say I think it has. It has been, yeah, for so, so, so many people. Well, everyone, isn't it? Literally everyone is affected in one way or another. I speak to, obviously, my partner, Rach, and she, she's worked from home since last March. Um, so it's getting on towards a year now from working from working from home. And I've been fortunate enough, obviously, I work in the retail sector, and I have been fortunate enough for my work routine to have literally stayed in place and even increased... Um, and I've started yeah. uni and I went to uni for a couple of months at the, at the campus and now it's all online but I've had that relative normality obviously my freedom in terms of seeing friends and family and stuff's gone but my work routine I've been really lucky to kind of have that and I know people like yourself and you know Rach and, and countless others um, haven't been able to have that routine which um, I don't know how I would have dealt with that myself to be honest I think I would have massively struggled yeah I mean Obviously, my mental health's a lot better than it has been, but through the lockdown, I just found myself. I think that, like some people I know, like probably a lot of people can relate. Like end up drinking, like you'd have like a glass of wine of an evening, then then you'd have one the next day, and the next thing, and then you're having two or three a night, and do you know what I mean? And then like all of that just then snowballs because then I'm staying in bed a little bit later. Um, do you know what I mean? You're feeling a bit rough because you've drunk and all of that. So I don't, I haven't drunk for a good few weeks now I've just completely cut that out done all obviously my morning routines and stuff so I think that's it's hard it isn't easy um like with mental health I think just trying to get some you have to keep working towards it all the time like just because I've got a morning routine and I don't drink it doesn't mean I don't suffer with my mental health some days I wake up or I'll be in a fucking foul mood or do you know what I mean something like that or just feel really low like just can't be bothered and just really flat but one of the key things that we can do and this is from my experience is just plug away every day and just keep working at trying to help yourself giving yourself the best options like um we make sure we pretty much cook all of our meals do you know what I mean we try not to buy any takeaways or anything like that we cook it all fresh and just because food like like does affect your mood do you know what I mean if you're eating healthy nutritious food and stuff like that again it just gives you a bit of better grip on stuff and like your morning routines and routines and going out and exercising or like your page like going out for a walk is I don't know you can't put a price on them stuff but you need to just keep plugging away and giving yourself the best opportunity to try and help yourself I'm not saying it's going to cure you and you think fucking I ain't got no mental health problems now or (laughs) I've not got any more struggles because I don't know I jumped in a cold shower or something like that but we can help ourselves and give ourselves a good start. And I mean, it is hard. Like, don't get me wrong. If you told me this before I went and took my overdose and everything, I'd have gone, do you know what I mean? Stuck my fingers up you and thought, that is never going to happen. But it take takes time and no one wants to feel like this. But if we can just try and help ourselves, then. Yeah, 100%. I think um, you touched on the food then in the last couple of weeks for myself. Like since New Year, I've done the classic January thing and, cut chocolate out cut crisps out and I'm a bin I'm an absolute chocoholic so I put on since I did though the the charity stuff from that last year with all those steps and stuff I put on nearly two stone as you know um so I was up to nearly 14 and a half stone which I've never been that heavy in my life and it was all in my tummy and I just felt I just felt rubbish like physically um mm-hmm. and the last couple of weeks I've changed I said to Rach this is it now like something needs to change before it gets silly um, and I don't want to go and have to do a million steps just to lose like two stone again. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally cut out the crap in the house. So we don't have, we just don't have the crap in the house. So all, mm-hmm. again, like you, we're eating fresh. We cook, I, I cook all the time anyway, but we're cooking fresher. We're not just picking out the freezer and bits like that. And it's, mate, honestly, it's, it's had such a massive impact on not just my weight, because I've only lost a couple of pounds. So I've, I've literally lost like two and a half pound, which is nothing from what I was, but it's making that, almost permanent change which I think is more mm-hmm. important to me than going to lose a stone in a couple of weeks it's actually yeah my mentality now is 
this is who I'm going to be and this is what I'm going to put in my body. And I literally feel like I'm gliding. And I put on a, another group that I'm on, a, like a weight loss, men's weight loss group. And they've, they've all said the same thing. They're not losing loads of weight, but they feel like they're gliding again, like they're, they're walking on air. Yeah. Something. Yeah, it, like, it's key, all of this stuff. And like you just touched on, it's not... Um, if you're going to lose too much weight all at once, and you're probably going to, it's probably fluid and stuff like that. You're going to end up putting it back on. But what it, what the best way to do it and the way for it to come off and stay off is to like have like lifestyle changes, like change your diet slowly or not diet. I hate that word, but how you're eating and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just slow and steady progress. Cause by the end of it, like that's just normal just to cook everything fresh. And do you know what I mean? All this stuff. Yeah. Obviously from your experience, like touching on that, your your experience as a PT and being into this sort of stuff, you know, for a long time before that, would you say that's the best way around obviously getting healthier is is simply eating healthier, but making those lifestyle changes, like what can you what can you do to put in place to make sure that actually stays part of your lifestyle? Uh, what for healthy eating and stuff yeah, like that eating and just making that like part of your life rather than just a, a january fad or do you know what i mean yeah i mean i still do it now but like there's an app called my fitness power you can track all your calories and stuff like that if you can i mean there's loads of calculators and stuff online to work out if you want to put weight on you should eat this much based on your age height weight activity levels and stuff like that and the same if you wanted to lose weight if you're tracking your food it keeps you on track and then like you said if you've got yourself a calendar on the wall and you tick off every day that you've been within your um like allowance or calorie allowance and stuff like you can just see the wins yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Fucking hell, I've done five days. If I do this for another two days, I've done a whole week of cooking all my meals and all the rest yeah. of it. Do you know what I mean? And then you think, oh yeah, that's a bit of like motivation. It makes you a bit more dedicated because then you've done that. And then before you know it, you come back and you're crossing them off again. And you think, I've only got another three days and that's two weeks. Do you know what I mean? And then you see yeah. that you've lost a little bit of weight and stuff to, like um, this. It's all... I was saying to Rach yesterday, actually, the time, because a lot of people, including myself, over the years, I thought, you know what? I haven't got time to cook fresh every day. I'll try my best, but I haven't got time. But do you know what? The pulling a pulling a pizza out of the oven, taking the packaging off, reading the amount of time it takes to cook, then putting it in the oven, checking on yeah. it. You know what? Getting some broccoli and chopping it up and putting it in a pan is quicker than <laughs> getting yeah. it in the freezer. And it really is. Like you can time it. It takes it takes it takes less time to put fresh in a pan than it does to get frozen food out that's just like beige and sitting on your plate and it's the same color yeah it really is and it's that's something that i really thought you know what i'm just talk, i've talked shit to myself for years about this fresh thing it takes more time because it genuinely mm-hmm. doesn't um certain yeah. things obviously do but certain stuff doesn't and it you, that's how i'm thinking in my head now my mentality is actually it's quicker i'll save time and i'm eating fresher a lot of the stuff so i've talked it's kind of self-teaching isn't it a lot of it yeah, I mean, one thing that we do, there's two of us that live here, we cook a meal, like we take it in turns, who cooks on what night and stuff like that to share it out. But because there's only two of us, like once you cook the meal and we're, we're trying to eat like smaller portions and stuff like this, because it looks really good. So you tend to mound your plate up, don't you, loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're trying to eat smaller portions and stuff like that. But with that, we've then got either dinner or lunch the next day. So you you're almost like meal prepping just yeah. by eating a little bit less and then you've got more for the next day. So then you oh, I haven't got cooked for lunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, look, look. Go on. I was just going to say lockdown's like a really good time for people to learn some new stuff. Yeah. Like if you're not very good at cooking and you're like furloughed or off work or whatever the situation might be, it's a perfect time to just get a cookbook out and just try these new things that look good. and Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you just learn a little bit more. and Yeah, yeah. I know, I know now from the experience I've had in the last couple of weeks, and I've never, I've never need, I've, where my, I think my metabolism slowed down and I've got that dad bod now. And stuff, I've never had to, because I've always been really active and kind of eaten okay, um, but then stuffed my face with chocolate and had too many beers at the weekend and stuff. But it's always just fallen off because I've, I've got an active job and an active lifestyle. Now it's, um, I'm a little bit less active because I'm at, 
because um, I've been doing like university and work, so I've got my hours there. Suddenly, my lifestyle's changed from what it's been for mm-hmm. the last 15 years, and I've never had to think about what I'm eating. I've just never had to think about it. So it's the first time, really, I've stood on the scales and thought, shit, I need, <laughs> I need to actually change something now. And it is. It, I, literally, I literally feel so much better, and that's, that's just personal experience. I know it is tougher for some people than others, but yeah, speaking from my own experience, it's it's a hundred percent. I'm feeling so much better for it. Yeah, it is key. I think a lot of times as well, like people, obviously, you just touched on jumping on the scales and stuff like that. Like they have their purpose, but people should just I don't know if they're trying to lose weight. Don't go right. I need to lose three stone because that's what I was when I was eighteen. Like you're not you're not that person anymore. Yeah. Lose weight until you're happy because yeah. you'll probably find out it's like a a stone and a half potentially and you're like actually I'm quite happy with what I've got here so don't keep jumping on them scales because your weight can fluctuate and yeah yeah all that just through a day like you weigh yourself in the morning to the evening or two mornings of days next to each other and you're like well, could be two different people or do you know what I mean like it's yeah, just yeah, different so don't, I wouldn't worry too much about what the scale is. Just do it until you feel happy or content with, like, take a picture of yourself, keep it in your phone so no one sees, and then take another one in a month's time when you've been cooking all your meals for a month or been a bit more active and stuff like that. It's hard because I'm. It's, um, Rachel said exactly the same thing and she's taking the scales away now because I keep saying to her that like, every day, I've, I even put like put on a like put on a couple of pounds last week, and I was thinking I've been doing this for like ten, I'd been doing it for about ten days at a time, and I'd put on a couple of pound on one of the days, and I thought, why is this going up and down? And she's just taking them away from me now. So she said, just weigh yourself on a Sunday morning, once a week, yeah. and that's it. And she's literally just yeah. covered now. So stop like weighing yourself because you won't, it won't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I do like with my online clients, I do weigh-ins once a week. But I said to one of them the other day, because they were like, look, I'm weighing myself and I'm not really losing much. And I was like, it's never just a straight line, just because you're eating within your uh, allowance of calories or whatever it is. It's never going to be every week you're just steadily losing it, unfortunately. Some weeks you might level out and then you'll dip down and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But weighing yourself every day of that week leading up to your weigh-ins, like, that's going to get you down. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Especially yeah. if you feel you're putting in a lot of work, which all my all my clients are putting in loads of work. It's enough to put you down if you're looking at the scale and thinking, oh, I'm not losing, do you know what I mean? I'm not losing what I wanted to lose or something. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, I think that's really good advice in terms of like, just just don't look at the scales, but sort of gauge it on how you feel rather than looking at mm-hmm. statistics and stuff. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, that's definitely really good advice. Um, so we touched earlier like or you touched earlier yourself upon your own mental health and stuff and um, you touched upon obviously taking the overdose and being in a coma Um, that obviously was a a really really low point in your life how how are you now firstly and looking back on that is there anything that you would say to people that are feeling that low in terms of how to get out of that mindset um i think what i would say to people if they were going through or to me a couple of years ago would be just to just to talk do you know what i mean i felt so lonely and on my own and um i didn't talk to anyone i didn't tell them they knew i was a little bit low because i'd gone like my closer people knew i was a little bit low because i'd gone and been put on um antidepressants but the, the dosage wasn't right at that time so I was still like really low and blah 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 but I wasn't talking to anyone and I wasn't sleeping so I'd get in bed like knackered because I'd work from like five in the morning and I'd be there till ten at night sometimes with clients and because yeah. they were they're normally in the morning and the evening and because I was in Ashford I'd train myself in the middle and probably go get some lunch and then it'd be straight back into my that afternoon evening clients so I'd be there all these hours like I said you just almost sometimes felt like I just had to take the money wherever it was oh can I do 6pm and I've been there, I'm there at 5 in the morning I'm like oh, fuck it I'll take it yeah do you know what I mean because I needed that money blah 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 um, and I've lost my train of thought what was I saying oh yeah so I wouldn't talk to anyone sorry bud um, 
and I was getting home and I was knackered and I'd get in bed and I'd sleep an hour or two hours and then I'd be wired, like literally wide awake, laying there, getting annoyed at myself for not sleeping. <clears throat> and then all them demons that are floating about between my ears would just be arguing with each other, like arguing with me, do you know what I mean? And it just literally yeah, relentless. was sending me like proper crazy, but I wasn't able to sleep and I'd just deal with all of that. Do you know what I mean? Day in, day out. And then I just got to that point. I remember it like as clear as anything. It was a, a Wednesday, the 18th of September. I woke up in the morning. And so previous to that, the doctor gave me some tablets to help me sleep. They were like some sedatives. Um, and I never took one. I just left them in the cupboard. And that was one of the things that was just going around in my head all the time when I was laying in bed and all that. But I woke up on that Wednesday, the 18th of September it was, so not last year, year before. Um, and I just knew that was the day I was going to come back home and take all the tablets. So I had like a client or two in the morning. It wasn't a very busy day. I had a couple in the morning. And then just some of my close friends, I was going to say, not all of them. I haven't got loads, just like a few of them. I knew I was going to see. My mum had messaged me and said, oh, I'm coming up to Ashford, can I see you? And all this, so I knew I was going to see her. Um, and then in the evening, I was seeing my friend Ashley. We went, had I had one pint with her, drove back down to home in Folkestone, uh, went upstairs. I had like 56 of these tablets in like two blisters. Um, so I took the whole blister, whole one half of it basically, half this pack, and just started leaving messages to people. Um, and then I got to the point, I thought, that's not going to be enough. So I went back upstairs and then swallowed the other half. Um, come back downstairs and I was texting people. I could just feel like, obviously, all my body like shutting down and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it's just weird. I remember sitting on the floor and Dexter, my dog, come over and he literally, he knew something was up because he just laid against my leg and he just wouldn't go anywhere. He was just literally pretty much laying on me um, on the floor. Um, and lucky, luckily now, I didn't think so at the time or when I would come back um, around in hospital, but I'd accidentally called my friend because I was getting all disorientated and stuff. And instead of pressing send, I pressed call at the top on WhatsApp. Yeah. And he, he knew I was a little bit low, but he, because I'd like rung him at half 10, 11 at night or something, he said he said to me, he said, I knew, because I had a phone call at this time when I never normally do, and he was in his car and he come down and basically him and um, his girlfriend at the time basically just saved my life. So I rung the ambulance um, and got me, luckily, up to hospital. Um, yeah, and then I was in that coma and... I don't know if it was the next day or the day after. I was in for a little bit. Um, yeah, and then just woke up from that coma. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I went through the year before last. Thank God you've made that call, whether it's by mistake or whatever happened. Yeah, dudes, do you know what now? Because I remember waking up in hospital, well, not after that. Do you know, I really struggled as well when I come back home because I woke up from hospital. As, and that's what I was saying before. I felt so alone leading up to that on my own. I didn't didn't feel like I had people to talk to, even though I wouldn't have spoken to them. Yeah. And then waking up in hospital to see just a fraction of all the people that cared for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the hospital and there was loads of people there and they said that my uncle and auntie had been up before when I was like um, in the coma and stuff like that. Um, well, I remember when I come back home, my mum stayed with me for a little bit. My brother was still living here at the time. He had, They'd obviously made sure he was at home and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it all the dust all settled like a day or two after. And then I was just thinking, I was I was pissed off that my friend had like, saved me basically. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I went through for a little bit. Really? Everybody had then gone. I felt completely alone. And I felt there was like two sides. I felt a bit grateful. But then I felt pissed off as well because I couldn't even do that right. That's how it was in my head, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I was live, fucking I can't even do that right. Um, now, in the aftermath of that then, like what... 
obviously at the time and straight afterwards it must have just been so much going through your head in terms of like how you got to that situation in the first place and what else you know there must have been so much going through your head how how many how much time and how much support did you kind of request or get from people and how much did that help and um, well, they wouldn't let me leave the hospital until I spoke to like their psychologist. Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. Um, and spoke to her. Um, and then obviously I was allowed home and mum took me home and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I was told then, oh, you need to go back to your doctors because they need to double your dose of um, like your antidepressants and stuff. So I went back. And my doctor's amazing. Like I went in there and she was like you could see she was really shocked and almost felt as if she had let me down a little bit she was like oh, why didn't you tell me da, 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 da. so my doctor is really good um i mean i was never going to tell anybody i didn't tell my family let alone yeah the doctor and that's that's like the biggest lesson like just talk to people and yeah it does help like one of my one of my friends he's one of my closest friends he said to me when i started getting the back to work and back on my feet if you like a little bit he said to me he said max i really don't get depression he said but if you ever want to talk to me you can talk to me and that will stay with me because he doesn't get it and i do get that some people don't get it if you've never had it within your household or suffered with it yourself then it's probably hard to understand but him saying that then made me realise, do you know what I mean? He doesn't even understand depression and he said, I'm there if I need to chat, do you know what I mean? And that will stay with me. Yeah, I think that's, it will resonate with so many people, what you just said about about your mate, that just, he can't grasp what it's about or he doesn't quite understand it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the case with so many people. But the main thing is, like you said, that will stay with you because he said, I don't get it, I don't understand it, but I'm there if you want to talk to me. I'm there yeah. if you need me. And that, that for me is what... <coughs> what um, almost epitomizes the, the, the walk the mind group because there's, there's there must be countless people on their group. There's literally thousands of people on there. Not every single one of them has suffered with mental health, with their mental health themselves. But I think that that making the awareness, um, make it make creating awareness for so many people now that actually you don't have to understand it completely and you don't have to totally get it. But it's about being there for people that are in the thick of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Thanks for talking about that because I, I know that's obviously still raw and it's it's obviously a huge part of your life that is is private to yourself. But I think speaking about that will resonate with so many so many people that listen to this, mate. So I really really appreciate you speaking about that in 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 depth like you have. Um, and I know I know that will help people hundred percent. It will help people listening to your story. Um, can I ask you a couple more questions? So going forward, like in the next in the next couple of minutes, um, how do you find yourself dealing with stressful situations now? Obviously, after having been through what you've been through in your in your adult life, how do you find yourself dealing with stress now? Um, I still get stressed. Like I said, it's not. I think there is always stress, and I just. I was always like, if something happened, I'll, and even now, I still have to try and like check myself and have a word with myself and just, like, just try and like take a deep breath and then just like try and bring yourself down and then think of like your your reaction, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just give it give it some time. I think does that make sense? Like. It's so easy because if stre- if I get rolled up or I get stressed or a bit depressed or something, if I give it my focus or let it get in there quick, then it's got a grip on me for far too long than I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if I just try and bring it down and maybe like rationalise my thinking, like, do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. to yeah, take that minute, big deep breath. And then try and work out like a solution to that stressor, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like I say, I think stress, it's always going to be there. And there's positive stress as, as well as negative stress. And I think sometimes stress can, um, it can be positive in terms of if you haven't got that 
pressure or that um, stress in your life, you kind of can't get to the next level. Does, does that make sense? That's for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I know I know um, certain people thrive on like positive stress in terms of it makes them get to the next level or or get to the goal that they they've set themselves or and without that without that it stress it 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 can it can sometimes restrict people if there is no stress in their life because it will become mm-hmm. a different routine or it might be it might then become a negative thing for them whereas i think real stressful situations that are a detriment to you like you say taking that i think i'm the same as you taking that time now i'm the same as you anyway i didn't used to be it used to just it used to just engulf me i didn't know what to do with it um or i'd bottle it up for literally months at a time and just allow it to really, really damage my my own mental kind of health. Yeah, I mean, when I think for me, when I was younger, especially like when I was turning like 18, 17, 18, 19 and going out and drinking, um, <clears throat> like my old man was around then and he was like just really abusive and stuff like that to like my, me, my brother and especially to my mum and you could never air how you felt or anything at home because yeah. I'd end up getting, I don't know, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It just wouldn't be worth it. I'd end up getting a punch around the head or something. Do you know what I mean? So I think for me, it's the wrong way to deal with it because then I was ending up getting in fights and getting in trouble and because I was angry. Do you know what I mean? Something would happen and I'd blow my lid and do you know what I mean? I was getting myself into trouble and stuff like that. So I don't ever want to be that person anymore because that, well, I say I don't want to be that person. That was never me, but it was how I was acting and I never want to act like that again. Um, yeah, I just want to be chilled and it's all about peace and love, isn't it? <laughs> you know it, you know it. Best way to be, mate. So it is, it's about, it's about finding that best version of you. And I, I used to, I used to have like certain destructive behaviors and stuff. And that's because this, I know that that's because the stress I went through as, as a, in, in my like mid to late teens, when, when I went for the arm robbing until like, like, as you know, the last couple of years when I went through my CBT and after my breakdown, it, I only know now really how to deal with those triggers. And they are triggers. There are certain things that mm-hmm. just, and, you, and now I'm aware, I'm aware of it. And I know, I'm a lot more, um, like you said about checking yourself, I'm a lot more aware now of when I need to check myself and, and take time or do something different or, or mix my routine up a little bit um, or talk to someone about it, which I never did before prior to the last couple of years. Um, I was just a closed book, completely closed book. I had mm-hmm. all the bravado. Um, but like yourself now, it's, it is learning to just check yourself. And that, for me, has only come with experience and someone and going through that whole cognitive behavioral therapy and someone actually explaining to you how your mind works and why it's doing certain things. Um, yeah. And I'm so thankful it happened at a relatively young age for me. And I've been through that and probably the same as you with the same sort of age. And I think, are you grateful that it, that has kind of happened to you at a young, younger age and you've got this time now to. Yeah, I think, yeah, very much so. Um, I just, yeah, I think for me, obviously my job's to help people and stuff like that. But if I can help people through like mental health and just guide people and all stuff like that, I think, I don't know, I just feel like I've got a bit of a purpose to help people, whether it's through like my job or helping through my own experiences, what I've been through and stuff, because there is, there is always a way, as hard as it is, because take me back two years there wasn't a way do you know what I mean if someone said to me it will get better there is always a way and all this I'd have gone you can jog on as if there is have you seen how shit this is and all this do you know what I mean yeah yeah but it's exactly like you said like I know what my triggers are I might not know them straight away it might take me a couple of days of me falling back into these routines of what I've done and then I'm like oh right I need to chill out I need to calm down a little bit or I need to rest because I just go like overdrive with doing stuff, end up booking too much or getting stuck into loads of work and not resting. And then I, that's one of my things. And then I can feel myself wanting to seclude myself and all of that. And then that's when I know 
that's one of my triggers. I know then I'm like, right, I just need an evening just to chill out, yeah. talk to some people around me, and yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, then yeah. It just take some time for just yourself. Just eases up a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. As like I said to you before, um, like that whole self care thing, we spoke on that um, video before, didn't we? Like self care isn't selfish. Like just take a bit of time for yourself, whether it is going for a sea swim or going out on your bike or I don't know, anything, working out, whatever, playing your guitar. You want a little bit of time where you sit in your room and play your guitar or something. Like yeah. if that's what helps you mellow down or just gives you that little bit of almost that like meditation or whatever it is to make you feel better, then do it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we can't we can't do one thing one day, and then we'll be our finished article. We're forever evolving, if you like, and it's just these little things that we just are building blocks. We just put start putting down over time that then start creating everything. If you have to knock it down because it's not the right way to go, just start building up again. Just yeah. remember, like. That I, us, our single person is, I mean, we've got families and stuff like that. I'm not saying they're not important, but we are the most important person because we know how we feel, what we need relatively. Sometimes it might not be as obvious because we might be really depressed and not really looking and, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or struggling too much or whatever, but we are important. Just take some time to... I think that's like what you, what you said about um, knocking it all down and starting again. I think that's really important. And it's about having that almost permanent foundation in place, which is your mental health and your physical health. And having that, that foundation is always in place and making sure that that is concrete and it is secure. That is that self-care. And like you said, that's brilliant. I love, I love the way you say that that self-care isn't selfish. And that to me, as long as my, because my foundations a few years ago were non-existent and it was hollow and there was nothing there to kind of catch myself with. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But I think now yeah. over the last couple of years, I've learned to build those foundations. And I know now, I, I'm, I'd like to think now that I know um, deep within me, those foundations are there and I can, I can rebuild again if I need to in terms of um, whether that be career or, uh, my passions in life or whatever it might be, I know that I can rebuild myself again as long as those foundations are in place. I think that's like really key what you just said. Um, yeah. So to finish on, I just want, if you can, to describe in your own words um, what mental well-being is to you. Um, mental well-being. I don't know, it's just... I don't know really how do I put that um it's, it's something you have to like I said you keep working on it's not anything that um you do once and it's okay you just keep working and it, it evolves do you know what I mean it moves on from what it was um like last year I was doing like some meditation and stuff I listened to guided meditation and that helped me massively, but I don't listen to that anymore because I've almost like moved on to doing like breathing techniques and stuff like that. And do you know what I mean? You just mental well-being is it's as important as physical. Do you know what I mean? People will exercise all the time, but you need to like exercise that the well-being, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I think same lines as you is that physical side for so many years and almost generations people have looked after their physical well-being because you can see it and you can almost well you can feel it do you know what I mean inside you physically but that yeah the mental side I think like you say it's it is an ongoing process and it's always always going to be there as long as we live it's there isn't it mm -hmm. yeah and I don't know it is hard, like I said, like not everybody knows, but it's just, it's not even about like be there for other people as well. Like if you help other people, you'll feel a little bit better because it will reverse because within that conversation of me talking to you and you telling me your problems, I'm like, well, do you know what? I did actually suffer a few years ago. Do you know what I mean? And that just then creates like bonds and just helps other people with their mental health and stuff, gives other people 
other ways to look at their life and stuff. Yeah, it opens up dialogue, doesn't it? Which wasn't previously there, mm -hmm. and it creates something yeah. there before. Yeah, and like we've, we've both spoken about, like, if you can get, as much as you look after your um, physical, if you're doing the same for your mental health, then you give yourself a good chance to like, succeed and just live a bit of a happier life. Because yeah. there is there is always a way, I mean, it's probably the same for you. If you, if you pick yourself up now and plonk yourself back in the height of all of your um, mental health stuff, if you then said, it will be all right, this will pass, just talk to some people, um, and that you'd have, you'd have been like, what? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know. How it's is this going to be all right? Uh, I'm literally losing everything. I'm in the middle of an absolute shit show. Yeah. It's that dark and cloud above my head is literally like covering up everything. I can't see a way out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it, it will and it does get better. I think that's why it's so important that people with your experience and having gone through what we've been through and talking about it so openly, hopefully people will be listening to this. And if they haven't been through the thick of what, you know, what you've been through and stuff, if they do one day or they've got people around them that are in that situation, it's so important that we do talk about it um, and make it, make it a dialogue and make it an open conversation that you can, you will, and you can get through it. And it, it just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort from yourself and from people around you to get there. Yeah, 100%. Um, and like, like we both said, it's not, you just keep working at it. Do you know what I mean? It might evolve what you did do to get yourself a bit more stable or whatever it might be. It might not be the thing that keeps you going, but once you've got there, settled, let the dust settle, if you like, Yeah. then you can make another step forward by going out every day with your dog because you feel like you've brought yourself down a little bit. You feel you can get out for a walk every day, whereas before you probably didn't want to. Do you know what I mean? Why do, why do I want to go out there when I go to work and all of this is just, that's what's causing all these problems, me going out or I get anxious or stuff like that. But once you, do you know what I mean? Just take your time, get yourself settled and then just start trying to progress. Yeah, start building on those foundations again. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, massive thank you for joining joining us today, mate. And I really, really appreciate how how in depth you've gone about your own mental health because I know 100% it's going to help people. Um, so I can't thank you enough for, for doing that for us. Um, I know going forward you're going to co you're going to co-host with me um, some of these podcasts as much as you can. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm excited about um, the, the guests that we've got coming up, and we're going to be talking to them with myself and you. Yeah, me too. Um, Should be good. So yeah, really exciting times, and I'm I'm so glad you're you're feeling so much better now and, and are in a good place because it's um, I know it's an ongoing thing, but you just seem like you're in such a better place now than you have been. So it's it's just brilliant to see. Yeah, no, it's been a long time, but you can get there. Hundred percent. Right. Um, thanks for your time today, Max. I really appreciate it, and I will speak to you soon. No worries. Take care, bud.